Charles, William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. By the way, you know, we talked about, uh, we talked a little bit about the, the uh, Darius Rucker uh, concert that's coming up this summer. The Anderson Civic Center. Uh, tickets on pre-sale now. Um, and uh, general admission uh, tickets on sale. Unbelievable opportunity at the Anderson Civic Center this summer with the concert series, the Southern Fried Circuit Charity Concert presented by Country Fiber. Uh, enjoy a concert by a great artists and then give back to local upstate charities at the same time. Visit uh, southernfriedcircuit.com for more details on that. Before we get to Will Vandivar, I want to talk about good decisions. Uh, making good decisions is important um, as adults. Certainly, it's even more important for kids. Uh, because the decisions that you make can have long-lasting impacts in your life. And a lot of times, young people don't know that. Uh, it's it's not, uh, your brain's not fully formed. It's just not something that young people think about. I remember as a young person, I didn't always think, here are the 10-year uh, down-the-road consequences of the decisions that you make. And so that's up to parents, and that is up to community leaders and voices, teachers, pastors, coaches, to help reinforce those messages if you're a parent struggling uh, with uh, how to talk to your teen about these things, if you're somebody else who's uh, a voice of influence around teens and you want to you wanna be able to direct energies toward these issues and making sure they make good choices about alcohol, vaping, and drug use and things like that, go to phoenixcenter.org. They've got a ton of great resources for you, ways to weave those themes into conversations. You'll be glad you did that. One more time, the website, that's phoenixcenter.org. Check under resources. Will Vandevoort joins the party as he does each and every Wednesday at 2.05. He is with Clemson SI, allclemson.com, and the Believe Podcast Network. He joins us right now. Willie V, what's up, man? What's up, Qualk? How y'all doing? Doing great, man. Uh, I want to ask you the question that I've asked our listeners, uh, and you can go vote on our online poll at theroarfm.com. We actually have two polls out on this today. You can click the poll tab on the website or click the poll tab on uh, the mobile app as well. Which offensive coordinator change will end up being the best move? Which offensive coordinator change will end up being the worst move? And, of course, that question is related to George's uh, replacing Todd Monkin with Mike Bobo. Just what's your thought on that change and how it relates to maybe the changes that we've seen at Clemson and South Carolina this offseason? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think, first of all, surprised. Um you know they went that route uh, with the offensive, but then then I started thinking about it. And listen, I'm not saying um, that's the right move or not um, because I thought that experiment was done at Georgia. Um, but I, I look, I think about it though, man. Really, who's out there, right? I mean, you're late in the game. Uh, most people get ready for spring practice. Not like there's a whole lot of choices out there, right? Um, and so I think they might have went this route just because maybe this was the best option, you know, of the field that maybe Kirby's out, sees out there. So I don't know. Um, but uh, without a doubt, I think when you look at who's the best of the three, I think Clemson got the best of the three. I think Clemson got the best offensive coordinator of anybody who made a change at that position in the country. Um, and, and that's including Alabama, obviously, and Miami, I think, is still looking for one. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I, it is what it is. I, I, I just don't know if there's really – but I remember when Alabama was going through this, uh, there really wasn't, like, big names out there. where There, there wasn't that, you know, that, Lincoln, that that Garrett Riley guy 
right, other than Garrett Riley. So I don't know if there's much op- – I don't know if they have much options, Quark, and I think that's what it came down to. Uh, on the, conver- the conversation related to that, we've been sort of taking the tack this morning or this afternoon – that it's a similar conversation to the one Clemson fans were having back in 2018 when they thought they would win forever. Georgia fans have sort of just erected that uh, reality for themselves. And then it was also very similar to what people said about Clemson's defense last year. I, I would say fans generally that, yes, you're replacing the, be- the, the, uh, replacing the best coordinator in the country with anybody. It didn't matter who it was, anybody. Uh, but there's not going to be a drop-off because, you know, he's been there and all that stuff. Uh, it, it feels similar in that regard, and Clemson fans, I would argue, have been hurt to some degree by creating these realities, maybe false realities for themselves. You're never going to lose again after 44-16, and uh, the, the defense isn't going to step back with a new coordinator. Isn't Georgia kind of in danger of walking into that same situation? Look, it's, with, it's the same situation with Georgia, Clemson, Alabama. When you are the cream of the crop, when you have won multiple national championships, no one on your staff is safe. People are going to come for them because there's a reason why you won national championships, right? Because of your coaching staff and your coaches. And, you know, Kirby Smart didn't do it all by himself. And, you know, he'll be the first to tell you that. And so people are going to come, and they're going to come for your coaches. And, um, you know, it means jumping to the next level. And, and Munkin, who's been in the NFL before, going back to it, you know, it, it was bound to happen. Everybody kind of knew it was going to probably happen this year. So, um, you know, it's a compliment to what you've built. But at the same time, you got to understand what goes up must come down. And Georgia fans, you know, remember you won it all in 1980. Then you waited 42 years again before you got back to the pinnacle. It's not as easy as it seems. Clemson fans waited 35 years, right, in between national championships. It's not easy to get to the top. And um, to climb that mountain is very hard. To stay there is even harder. Georgia did it last year. You give them credit for that. But now they're probably – this is the first step on their decline. And I don't mean decline like Georgia's going to slip into mediocrity, mediocrity or anything. I mean decline in the sense that maybe they don't go to the college football playoff. Maybe they don't win the SEC one year. You know, maybe they're not winning, you know, winning college football playoff games. You know, it's just – what is that next step for the decline? But they'll have one. Clemson went through it. You know, you mentioned that. And, and you know, Alabama has gone through it. And um, But both of those guys have, you know, gone down a little bit and come back up. And it's a matter of where you stay at. And um, I think, you know, right now you might be seeing, you know, Georgia start to take that first step in its decline. And the question is now who's going to step up and replace Georgia? Because I'm telling you it's going to happen because it happens everywhere, right? He is Will Vandervoort. Uh, check him out, allclipsetigers.com. Uh, check him out as well, the Believe Podcast Network on Twitter, at Steeler Will. I love the thing that you put up uh, ranking the best Super Bowl performances by individual Clemson players. And I want folks to go read it because there's some great nuggets and performances that I either didn't see and had to, like, refresh my memory on the history of it or had forgotten about. What was sort of the nuts and bolts of that story before people go and read the whole thing for themselves? Well, I'll be honest. I got the idea from hearing Tim Bray on Brad's show, and uh, he talked about how, um, you know, the different guys and in, in, in the performances they had in the Super Bowls. And I got to think, I'm like, who would you, how would you rank them all? You know, because everybody talk, likes to talk about William Perry. Um, but, you know, and William Perry had a good game in that game, but it wasn't, like, dominant. You know, he, he wasn't the reason the Bears won the Super Bowl. He scored that touchdown 
It was, I believe, the last touchdown of the game, right? I mean, it wasn't like it was a defining moment touchdown for, for, for the game. That game was 46-10 to 10 and was over when it kicked off, to be honest with you. Um, and then, you know, so I just kind of started from there and, and, you know, went through and, you know, from very first Super Bowl that a Clemson player was in, and that would have been Bill Mathis back in Super Bowl three. And the ones where I could find actual statistical data to go by, I did that. Ones, there's others, off, you know, offensive linemen that, you know, uh, with the Bostic, with, with Bostic that you can't measure, especially in those days. They didn't do grades or anything like they do now. Um, so there wasn't anything to go off there, but you figured they won three Super Bowls and they dominated the ground and the lines of scrimmage in those games. So you figured he probably played a well of a game. So it kind of just kind of started that there and went that way. And so it, it came down to seven guys. Um, and you know, you know, it, it was, but the interesting part was five of them are from the defensive side of the football in Super Bowl performances. And, um, you know, but with Sammy Watkins being what I consider to be the best Super Bowl performance, um, because he set up the game winning touchdown with a big play he made on a future Hall of Famer. Uh, let's go to the baseball side for a second because you wrote a story uh, on Ryan Ammons, and he was. We we asked him about Ammons. We asked him about rotation uh, yesterday, and we had him on. He was a little more noncommittal with us than he was with the media a little bit later, so maybe he like settled in in his thoughts or whatever about what day we would see Ryan Ammons. It feels like he's the Friday guy, but th- there were some interesting quotes in his the approach that he's trying to communicate that he wants Ryan to have as a guy who's closed for Clemson. Yeah, yeah, he wants him to close every inning. Like like when he goes out there, he wants it to treat like it is the ninth inning, right? Um, and, and go out there and do it. Because when you look at Ammon's stats when he went in the ninth inning last year, he had uh, four saves, I believe, gave up only uh, four runs um, on eight hits during that time on the 15 innings that he played and had like a two-point-something ERA and struck out 25 guys. So he was really dominant in that one inning. So he wants him to have the approach to go out there and be dominant every inning that you're out there until you no longer can be, right? So if he goes out there in the first inning, be dominant that first inning. If you go out there the second inning, be dominant that second inning. Um, the same thing in the in the third, and then go from there. And So that's kind of what the approach they want. Uh, you know, he said they didn't make this move from moving him to closer to being a starter to put him on Tuesdays. They made this move for him to be a weekend guy, something they started talking about over the summer um, and really kind of put a plan into place then to get him ready to be a weekend guy and, Turns out he's more than likely going to be, I wouldn't say more than likely, he all pretty much said yesterday to us that he'll start Friday's game in game one for Clemson. You know, you've been to some interviews and you've heard a lot of audio from this staff. Ben and I found it kind of difficult to like pinpoint exactly what feels different, but you know that it's just a different, there's a different way of speaking and there's a different mentality and there are just some, some unique things about the way this program presents itself. Have you been able to sort of, Put your finger on what that is, or eloquently say this is what's different about this staff in this year. Uh, no, I, I mean I think some of it is you know there's some nostalgia to it, um, and what I mean by that is you get that that feeling um, the program is similar to what it was back when Coach Leggett was here, but you also got the feel that this is Coach Backett's program. If you understand what I mean by that, sure. and, and like he's come in and does doing things, you know, with the classroom stuff, making kids earn it, which I love all that stuff because it's showing that 
you don't there's a um, you just don't get to be a Clemson baseball player. You know, you have to earn it. It is not given to you. You're not entitled to be a Clemson baseball player. So you need to do the things that allow you to put that paw um, on your on your on your uniform or the C on your cap or the um, Omaha in the back of the cap. Understand and appreciate and value what it is meant to be a Clemson Tiger, and that's kind of his thing that he's done taking it. Jack was always very prideful about that too, but I think back is just taking it to another level. And his pride for Clemson is just it, 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 for a guy who was here only one year. Keep in mind, it's not like he coached for ten years here. He was here for one year, but I don't know, maybe when he worked all those years with Corbin at Vanderbilt, if that kind of came across too, because we all know how much Corbin loved Clemson. Um, if that's why that love for Clemson is here, and I think you see that and feel that in the program, Quark, and I think that's what me, you, and anybody else that's been around the program all those years when Jack Leggett was here, it, it's the same feeling, because I'm going to tell you, nobody, no former coach at Clemson loves Clemson as much as Jack Leggett. I'll tell you that right now. And I get that from Eric Backey is that same kind of love and passion for Clemson that Jack Leggett has. Yeah, I don't disagree with that uh, in any way, shape, or form. All right, final minute or two here. I want to ask you about basketball. I think this is like a, it's a game tonight that you have to win because if you lose it, it's crushing. It's a quad four game for crying out loud. What's your thought on uh, the Florida State game coming up tonight? Yeah, I think this game, if they lose this game, they could be in some serious trouble to make the tournament. Um, the, the three games they have to win coming up here, they need to win all three. They're, they they can't they can't. This is a must win tonight. It's a one game season in my opinion, because Cork, if they lose it, what they're doing is, or if they lose any of these next three, what they're doing to put themselves in a situation where they're going to have to win two games in the ACC tournament to make the thing. And let's, uh, I think Tim Beret brought this stat up, or somebody did the other day. Clemson twice, only twice in seventy years of the ACC basketball tournament has won two games in the tournament. That happened in 1962 when they went to the championship game, and that happened in 2008 when they went to the championship game. So history tells me they're not going to win two games in the ACC tournament. So they don't need to put themselves in that situation. Tonight is a must-win. The next game in Louisville is a must-win, and, and the other game is a must-win against Syracuse. They have to win these next three games because they have no room for error at all. Absolutely agree with that. Willie V, appreciate it, my man. Always good to visit with you. Check him out. Uh, check him out online, of course, at Steeler Will. Read his great work on the website. And then, of course, the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks, man. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk again real soon. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Later. All right. That is Will Vandevoort joining the program. When we come back, maybe one or two more uh, basketball thoughts and then uh, hump the headlines. That's what the people come for. You'll hear that next. Friends, the winter closeout sale at Elkmont is going on now. This is a sale you do not want to miss. 40 to 60% off on most fall clothing from Patagonia, Z Supply, Columbia, Free Fly, and more. All Hey Dudes are 50% off. Buy one bog bag, get a small bog bag free. New spring and game day items are arriving daily. Elmont offers great footwear, jewelry, game day, and lifestyle clothing, and of course, outdoor gear and clothing from the most popular brands. Elmont is your one-stop shopping destination for that someone special, offering something for everyone, from candles to kayaks, from sunglasses to charcuterie boards, or the largest upstate selection on own running shoes. Elmont has what you're looking for. 
Locally owned and conveniently located in Powdersville on 153, just minutes from Greenville, and in Clemson at 93 exit off of 123. Go visit Elkmont today, and as always, go Tigers! My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. It's Bowtie, a leg and thigh dinner from Bojangles for just $5.99. It's a deal so good it's worth repeating. So eat and repeat while it lasts. It's Bowtie. Mattress shopping? Look no further than Engineered Sleep. Visit their showroom in Greenville and try the ES Duo. This two-piece hybrid mattress is their most popular seller. If it's in stock, pick it up the same day or schedule a delivery. Setup is free. Plus, they take away your old mattress. Manufactured mattresses in Greenville for 90 years. Call 866-244-0898 or go to engineeredsleep.com. Save up to $600 and get two free pillows with code WCCP. Better sleep. Rest assured. It's that time of year. Basketball, softball, football, and cheer. Teams are scrambling to get uniforms on time. Even with supply chain issues, ACD Sports in Easley can help. They work with several manufacturers and get great-looking stock jerseys or fully sublimated uniforms. All with the extras like tees, pants, belts, socks, and parent shirts. They can even set you up with a custom team store so you don't have to collect the money. ACD Sports, next to Chick-fil-A on 123 in Easley. Online at acdsports.com. A week ago, Lana said yes to her friend's winter book club meeting. She said yes to baking the cookies, bringing the mugs, and actually reading the book. Uh Uh-oh. But that was all before she booked a better night's sleep with her new Mattress Firm mattress. There, she found low prices on top brands guided by Mattress Firm sleep experts, each with over 200 hours of training. So she was very comfortable missing out. (sighs) And you will be too when you shop at Mattress Firm. Because this winter, the only thing better than making plans is sleeping through them. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Spend your lunch every day with Quok and Ben on Out of Bounds. We promise they'll save you a plate. And I'll have the number eight. That's a party platter that serves 12 people. I know what I'm about, son. Weekdays from noon to 3, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. continues out of bounds William Quagamush Ben Milstead we are live here inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection 654 Roars the number you want to join us we've got several I mean just glorious 
Hyundai headlines today. And before we get to those, we got to tell you about our friends, the plumbing experts. Uh, you, everybody knows you call a plumber when disaster strikes. Everybody knows that because everybody's had to do this. If you haven't had to call a plumber because disaster strikes, don't worry, it's coming. Uh, the good news about the plumbing experts, though, is as as they can, as they have opportunities, uh, they want to do preventative maintenance on your systems so that things don't go awry and then you panic and call the first plumber. They want to have a relationship with you that precedes disaster so that they can help head some of that stuff off in the past, namely uh, your septic tank and your septic system in your home. They want to they want to uh, give it a once over. They want to examine every single square inch of that septic tank to make sure it's working properly. And then they'll put you on a regular maintenance plan so that you don't have to worry about it. You can set it and forget it. And then they'll come back in three to five years and check it again and just make sure everything is going smoothly. That's the difference with the plumbing experts. They want to do your job right the first time. Don't be a skeptic on septic. Call the experts. Go to theplumbingexperts.com for more. That's theplumbingexperts.com. They won't let you down. Ben, I think it's time. We just got a lot to discuss here, and that's where we need to hear from the camel. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-hoo! Uh, Quack. I have several more uh, newsy stories rather than just the funny because, quite frankly, there's just too much to get to. But I will start with this one that I did find quite amusing. Jacob deGrom, you've heard of him? I've heard, yes. He is a, in fact, he is the namesake of my fantasy baseball team, deGrom's uh, Flamethrowers. So, yes. Okay, well, does your uh, fantasy league only play like 10 games a year? I mean, how does that work? Well, we we so, did uh, we it did cost us a title last year because we didn't have Degrom for a lot of the season. Jacob Degrom, as you know, signed with the Texas Rangers in the off season. He is in spring camp doing spring training, and guess what? He's not available to throw. Don't today say that already. Because of some tightness in his left side following his most recent bullpen session, (laughs) combined with cold temperatures and wet conditions, they decided to shut him down for a couple days, to which New York Jets, uh, New York York Mets fans (laughs) are now all over this. Look, they, they recognized the injury proneness of him even when he was on their roster. They're going to let you hear about it when he's on somebody else's roster. (laughs) One fan wrote, uh, get used to this, Rangers fans. Around 10 starts of the greatest baseball you've ever witnessed in your life. And then six months of this. (laughs) You know know what is the the worst part about DeGrom? And by the way, uh, I'm sure we can provoke Walt Deptula to give a soliloquy on Jacob DeGrom and how thankful he is not to have that guy on his team and have to wait on him to get back and all this stuff. I, I mean, like, you want him you want him when he's healthy. Anybody in the world wants him when he's healthy. But that's – you're not healthy. Ben, there is nothing more infuriating than it's 7.07 p.m. and you, you're watching MLB Network. By, by the way, can we figure that crap out, YouTube TV? Can we figure that crap out with MLB Network? Or am I going to have to switch again? Right before spring training, you're going to send me a long, 
wordy email about how, oh, there's all these other ways to watch, and oh, we got all this other content. I want my MLB network. That's just a side note. So let's just say in the past or some future era, after the aliens invade, and they give us back our MLB network on YouTube TV, that I'm sitting down, I've got a, a nice hot meal, and some sort of a cold Dr. Pepper or something, and I am cracking that sucker open, and I have got my feet kicked up, Ben, because I'm about to watch Jacob DeGrom deal. And let me just paint this picture for you. 101 on the black, strike one. 93-mile-an-hour slide piece that you couldn't have hit with two bats, strike two. Fastball in on the hands, almost hit him. Guy shaking in the batter's box. One-two count. Another slide piece you couldn't have hit with two bats. Strike three, and I'm going, yes, sir. Crack that sucker. Guzzle half of it. I got it made in the shade, baby. Two pitches later, we ground ball to second. Oh, man, he's dialed in. And look, pitch efficient like you don't even know. Third at bat, 100, 101, 102 up the zone. Everybody's clapping. City Field, they're beating the Phillies. It's, it's going to be great. DeGrom's throwing great. And you go to commercial break, you get up, you get a napkin, you go pee, you do whatever it is when you get up between innings, and you sit down. Between innings, Jacob DeGrom was looked at uh, by the trainer. It appears they looked at his right oblique, his left wrist, his right shoulder, and they also did a strep test. Like, that, that's what you do. So, like, the guy just, just shoved. He just shoved for the whole inning. And then he comes, like, there's no sign that there's anything wrong with the guy. He just struck a guy with 102. Comes off the field between innings. Jacob DeGrom was looked at by a trainer and an ear, nose, and throat doctor. That's, that's my lot in life. That is my lot in life, Ben, as I watch this guy every single night. All 10 of his starts. What you got for me? All right, first one. Uh, I thought Mike, did you think Mike Bray was retiring? I thought Mike Bray was leaving Notre Dame. I thought he was very uh, calculated in that he never used the phrase retired. I am retiring. He never used that phrase. I, he did not. I went back and read the. Uh, I went back and read the announcement. I just assumed he was giving it up. You know, he's like the first guy that said, "I'm not wearing suits when we get back from COVID." I mean, he honestly, he seemed like a guy with one foot out the door. Like he'd rather wear Hawaiian shirts to coach games. Like he's been. He's been real chill the last two or three years. But uh, he told Jeff Goodman a couple days ago, quote, definitely not done coaching, close quote. So I don't know what Mike Bray is going to do, but it is going to be coaching somebody other than Notre Dame. There is this thought amongst some media outlets that Mike Bray is one of the coaches that is severely turned off by the NIL and transfer portal and all that. Yes. Now, th this is st strictly speculation by some people, but but that, uh, I mean, it's probably based somewhat in fact, and that he he still loves to coach, though, and very well may intentionally take a step back to a level that doesn't have as much of that going on. Interesting. So you know, just something I'll keep an eye on. He and, was a successful coach at Delaware before he got yeah. to Notre Dame at that level. I'm I'm also wondering too, like, is he is he a guy who and I, I I do wonder this with some of the some of the guys who are are like fed up with the college game. Notre Dame seems like a place that doesn't have a significant men's basketball 
like NIL infrastructure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. So, my assumption would be that though they don't, but I, I really don't know that. So you wonder if he might. Basically, I don't want to have to do this myself if they're not going to back me. So maybe I'll go to some place where they will. I did have that thought too. I think I think what you said is probably more likely though that he steps down a level and coaches some mid major basketball. He he also strikes me as a guy that is it would do him and his school and Notre Dame both serve them both well to just a a change of voice in the room. Like maybe it's just time for a change. I don't I don't disagree with that. Uh, I, I think a, a refresh would be good there. Hey, Quack here. This might be some good news. Uh, Diamond Sports, the group that owns Bally Sports, is on the verge of filing bankruptcy. They are expected Whoa. to miss a $140 million interest payment that is due. They are in the grace period of that right now. And if they do, they will fire Chapter 11, chapter 11 debt restructuring. What that means for the broadcast going forward, we really don't know yet. But Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred has said they have a plan in the event this happens because there are 14 Major League Baseball teams who are carried by Bally Sports. So it could, including your Cincinnati Reds, my friend. That's correct. And and the Atlanta Braves and the Atlanta Braves sometimes um, they have yes. they have part of uh, a portion of that contract with the Braves maybe a portion of some of these others but uh, regardless yeah it could mean a lot there's 16 NBA teams that they also uh, have the rights to 12 NHL teams I would imagine they try to restructure and still be able to stay on the air. Because you can't pay your debt if you're not working, you know. So a court is likely to try to assist them in staying on the air so they can generate revenue. But there's also the possibility they're not. And, you know, I don't have to tell ACC fans (laughs) uh, what that might mean. You know, maybe this is a way that you do get out of this crazy Bally Sports uh, contract. Maybe you're not watching something like, the ACC basketball tournament on something other than the ACC network. I don't know, <sighs> but it is, uh, it, it could be good news. I would, I would hope so. In fact, I'm really hopeful again, because YouTube TV stole MLB network away from me. I'm really hopeful that like major league baseball with their new VP of internal media no, let me, is able to do something. How long here. have you been on YouTube TV? Uh, it's been a little while. Oh, it's okay. been a little so while. So this is not new. This is not, it's not new. Now, their contract ran out like February 1st. Okay. So, so they used to carry it. Now, now they're saying maybe they don't. They yes. Won't. Okay. That's right. That's right. So very, I'm still very raw. Still, still very new news. There are exactly one person in the world who is upset that it's not on before, <laughs> before it's ever, before the season's ever started. <laughs> and he's sitting across from me. You know, I just, I just want to, I just want to see what everybody's farm system's doing. Um, I, ben, you know, we don't have, to, we don't have time for that one. I'm going to save that one. Um, speaking of Notre Dame, I didn't know we were going to go do two. Uh, Notre Dame might be a cheap school segments today. This might be something we bring up some tomorrow. The Andy Ludwig staying at Utah News is not good, Ben. Have you seen this uh, athletic article by Pete Sampson? 
where he this is the title Notre Dame's flailing OC pursuit sends wrong message for Marcus Freeman. And he tells the story. I'll just tell you the, the first couple paragraphs here. He tells the story about over the weekend, Marcus Freeman, Jack Swarbrick, the AD, and Utah offensive coordinator Andy Ludwig are watching Notre Dame hockey play Ohio State on Friday night. He is like parading Andy Ludwig around South Bend. And I don't know if anyone missed the news yesterday, but Andy Ludwig is not leaving Notre Dame. In fact, he's staying at Utah. And the reporting out there suggests that the buyout that he has, that is upwards of $2.8 million, is prohibitive in Notre Dame paying him. Now, here, here is what I would say. You probably could find somebody comparable to Andy Ludwig, although I, I think very highly of Andy Ludwig and the job that he's done over a number of years in developing quarterbacks and, and a system there at Utah with Kyle Whittingham. With that said, Ben, you cannot bring a guy in, publicly parade him around athletics, and then act like you just found out about the buyout amount. You have to know before you bring him to campus – what that buyout amount is, that's what agents are for and third parties. You have to know what that buyout is and then get everybody to check that box that we are wi- if this goes well, we are willing to offer him and pay this buyout. It speaks to a problem at Notre Dame that goes maybe beyond athletics to administration, but it speaks to what I would call a lack of alignment. And if that is true, that may also justify Tommy Reese in leaving. That may also justify Brian Kelly in leaving. It may justify Mike Bray and maybe uh, making us a mutual deal. If there are some issues administratively with how athletics is being run now or with the amount of money that's being used to fill these positions and make these hires, something to monitor up in South Bend if things are going off the rails because I'm going to tell you something, that was a PR blunder to bring him up for the weekend and parade him around like he's going to be the hire, and then we find out that you didn't want to pay him $2.8 million's worth of a buyout to hire him. That's just not good. So that's a big buyout for a coordinator. Though. It so is. But, but to your point, you got to know that before you ever start the process. Uh, Qualk, I've got two basketball ones on the other side, but I did want to want to do this one real fast. Michael Jordan turned 60 years old on Friday. How about that? The great one turned 60. I don't know if you know, he's been one of the bigger supporters of Make-A-Wish Foundation since 1989. To celebrate his 60th birthday, the man's making a $10 million personal donation to Make-A-Wish, the largest donation by an individual that Make-A-Wish Foundation has ever received. So, uh, Wow. Just a tip of the hat to Mr. Mr. Jordan there. Well done. That's incredible. Um, and happy birthday. Happy 60th to uh, Michael Jordan. I will send them slightly less than that. Yes. When I turn 60. <laughs> you know what? They appreciate your money too, Ben. It still, it's still cash is just the same. All right, let's take a break. and we come back, final segment, more headlines. In fact, I, I have a Michael Jordan-related headline for you. Coming up next. <laughs> This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Standing water or that musty smell in your basement can be a sign of major problems. Canty Foundation Specialists are your local experts in basement waterproofing and crawlspace repair. Call us today for a free estimate. Canty can fix it. 
Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment has helped build the upstate for the last 23 years by renting and selling construction equipment. And when it comes to compact equipment, the best in the industry is Takeuchi. The lineup of track skid steer loaders, excavators, wheel loaders, and hundreds of attachments make the choice easy. So come and see why so many choose to buy it or rent it from Bennett and experience the Takeuchi difference in the upstate, western North Carolina, and North Georgia. Winning multiple Ford President's Awards and top-notch online reviews are two reasons why George Coleman Ford should be your choice for your next new or pre-owned vehicle. Every week, customers like you post online reviews raving about the buying experience at George Coleman Ford. It's like nothing they've experienced. No hidden fees and straight-up honest customer service. And with new inventory arriving monthly, George Coleman Ford is committed to satisfying you. The best is found in Traveler's Rest, George Coleman Ford. My Garage by Essex is proud to service the Clemson area with excellent service on all makes and models. They are professionals that perform high-quality workmanship with high-quality parts. With life being uncertain, you know you can be certain of My Garage by Essex, taking care of you and your family. Stop in to see them at 551 Old Greenville Highway, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m., or call 864-633-5800. Again today, sitting with our good friend Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, listener asked, Walt, I did not get done what I needed to get done on Medicare during annual enrollment. Is it possible that I have one of those special election periods that I hear you and Gary discussing? Very good question, listener. And do not feel like the Lone Ranger if you did not get done what you needed to during annual enrollment. The simple answer is a strong maybe. Medicare has over 100 special election periods, and it's very possible that you qualify for one or more. Give me a call, and we will get into more detail. 864-307-8484. There you go, listener. You may have a strong possibility of SEP, special election period. Just call Gary at 864-307-8484. And remember that Gary will shepherd you through Medicare in the unlikely event that he does not represent a company plan that you're interested in. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with peak long life universal pre-mixed antifreeze and coolant. Now just $6.99 after mail-in rebate. Plus, get two times O Rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Limit supply. See store for details. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. The Thompson & King Law Firm, 222-0200, or online at thompsonking.com. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. It's electrified. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work. 
where you boogie-woogie-woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Shortcut the boogie. Then you boogie-woogie-woogie to the elevator as he boogie-woogie-woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. Boogie. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Six sports minds playing with powerful toys. He's got some tools. 105.5 and 97.5 FM. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Sing my Sarah. All right, final segment of the program. Back to the headlines momentarily. First, though, I want to tell you about Tiger Moving Company. Uh, visit the website, tigermovinggreenville.com. Email them, tigermoving at gmail.com. I was reminded uh, yesterday, just going through some paperwork, at just what a ridiculously great job that Tiger Moving did with our recent move. Uh, we moved from actually two different locations worth of stuff. Uh, I think they only went to one, but we had stuff in two different locations. And they did a what they quoted as a six hour job in three and a half hours, and we were we were uh, charged for three and a half hours, and they did a bang up job. Nothing broke. Everything made it where it was supposed to go in one piece. They put our beds together and some furniture together. I mean, they just they went above and beyond what you would expect. To be quite honest with you, they did in a first class manner. They've got those trucks, the fleet of moving uh, vehicles that are going all over the upstate that you see everywhere. There's a reason why you see them everywhere, because they just do a better job than a lot of the competition. That's TigerMoving at gmail.com. Send them an email, fill out a questionnaire, and you can get the, the ball rolling there. Make your best, best uh, next move, rather, with Tiger Moving Company. Again, the website, TigerMovingGreenville.com. Ben, did you see in the Super Bowl the, uh, the movie trailer for the Nike Michael Jordan movie? Yes. Okay, I was going to talk about that today. Ben Affleck, listen to this cast. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Viola Davis as Jordan's mom, Jason Bateman, Chris Messina, Matthew Marr, Marlon Wayans, Jay Moore, Julius and Chris Tucker. What? What an ensemble cast. And the whole story is uh, Matt Damon is Sonny Vaccaro. Uh, ben Affleck is Phil Knight. And they're trying to sign Michael Jordan to that first major shoe contract. This feels like the... This feels similar to me to like a Moneyball situation. I just kind of got that vibe from the trailer and even the sports adjacent nature of the story. It's not a it's not a movie about a team or a player or something like that. It's about some adjacent stuff. But this is this is one that I was intrigued by watching the trailer. I got to be honest. That is one that I told my wife not paying to watch that in the theater, but I will pay to watch that in my home. It, yeah, yeah, I would be interested in that one for sure. For sure. Um, you saw that during the Super Bowl. Have you seen the overnight numbers for TV rankings ratings for the Super Bowl? Oh, I have not. Uh, it was uh, it was the most watched in five years, hundred and twelve point three million viewers. Wow, which is yeah, you know, I mean, a, a Super Bowl with two really good teams goes down to the wire. You would expect it to draw to attract a lot of eyeballs, right? Would it shock you to know that the minute-to-minute -minute ratings for the halftime show 
peaked at 118 million viewers. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that more people watch the halftime show than the average amount of people that were watching the Super Bowl at a given time? In theory, yes. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So for it, it that was the peak at 118 million viewers. You know, it might have been for just a second, but they that's what Nielsen is reporting. The peak viewership was during the halftime show. You know what? I don't even know what to think about that. I, you know, yeah. I guess I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that surprised about it. I, I kind of downplayed the super the halftime show, and from a, port, a sports perspective, why wouldn't you? But uh, there are more people interested in that than I give credit for. It was. I know that the reason folks came here today was to hear me wax poetic about the uh, about the talent show because I like I know that a lot of you are like you know they should just uh, you know sing patriotic songs with a with a, a band out there or whatever like give me some Rolling Stones or something like that. I like Rihanna. In fact, I said my main takeaway is Rihanna has got some bangers because she flat out she didn't even sing like half the songs I thought she was going to sing, and they would have been great. She also, Jay-Z was there, and there were two opportunities for Jay-Z to come on stage, and there was a prop for the Super Bowl. Will Rihanna be joined on stage? And mm-hmm. I thought, yes, baby, here's Jay-Z. No, no, never did. Uh, I, but with that said, the, the show was not great. Yeah, now, don't, the fact that 118 million people tuned in does not mean that's the best Super Bowl no. halftime show of all time. I mean, there were people it, saying it, that, it was one of the best. Means. There were people that said it was yeah. one of the best Super Bowls ever. I thought I, the Super I Bowl was care. fine. Yeah, it's, you know. Fine. Her, her music in the is eye better. Of the beholder, right? Yes, her, her music is better than that show. I'll say that. Uh, Quack, what is going on with Gigi Jackson in, Ooh. in Columbia right now? If Bad you haven't, vibes. If you haven't seen this, they, they lost last night to Vanderbilt. Gigi Jackson started taking the tape off of his wrist early in the second half. He hasn't been in the starting lineup for, what, I think three games now. I wasn't even aware of that because, I mean, you're, nobody's watching South Carolina basketball at this point. Uh, you're reminded that he is one of the youngest players in basketball, is a, uh, you know, sh- should still be in high school. Maybe he's kind of acting that way right now, but so I, you know, I, I, I say that where all the blame, if, if you're trying to place blame and I'm not, it's not all falling on South Carolina. Uh, some of it is probably some immaturity of an 18 year old, but the facts are facts that your best player is something's going on where he's not getting on the court and he's not happy with his playing time. And he's talked about, Plays not being drawn up for him, and now you've got some people wondering if he if he even finishes this season. A phenomenal player saw him first saw him courtside in game two this season, and I was nothing but impressed with a guy that talented, that young. Kind of backfiring in Columbia with this, and it, I, I, again, I don't I don't say that as placing blame, other than that just. This is what we thought was going to be a really good thing. It's turning out not to be so good. Here's here's what I would say to that. Okay, if it you're you're bringing him in if you're Lamont Paris because you want to get the next one because what they knew they weren't going to be very good, but you you want to try to entice the next Gigi Jackson. 
The problem is, and I've said this before, but guys like Zion Williamson and one and Dunners are coming to college. You have to have a program infrastructure that can allow that guy to be successful. You can't build a team around that guy. You can't. Ask Tom Crean at Georgia how that worked with Anthony Edwards. It didn't cost Edwards in terms of the draft, but it cost Crean in terms of the ability to build a program. There are some programs that just don't. Like when you're putting together a roster built primarily around transfers and this five-star walks in off the street, you're you're not adding that five-star to anything. This was a year where they were going to be building for the future anyway at South Carolina. They're just kind of trying to bridge the gap. And you bring in, you've got a new head coach and a bunch of transfers, and then you bring in basically a high school kid that, listen, don't don't misunderstand. Any team in America takes Gigi Jackson. Oh, yeah. And that's, oh, yeah. I, I in no way faulting South Carolina for taking him. Any team in America takes that kid. Any team. But the the circumstances have just not worked out, and it's it's unfortunate. Well, it let it let it be a lesson to everybody else trying to build a program with a one-and-done five-star that they're not magic wands. You have to actually put them in position to be successful right. in order to access that. Uh, before I get to my final uh, one or two headlines, I want to tell you about Buff City Soap. Did you know that they do events at Buff City Soap? This is a text I got today. They'll do, like, kids' parties. Yes. Where they make soap. Um, they can experiment with different scents and things like that. It's a great way to go and let your kids have a good time. You can shop in the store. You can have a birthday bash, a ladies' night out. You can customize an event. You can go to their website, partywithbuff.com, to set that up. And by the way, they do have great scents that are available in there. I, I talked about, I went in there to get some hand soap, and, they, and I was trying to decide between a couple. And they're like, you know, there's like five more scents on the back wall. And I didn't know there were five more scents on the back wall. And so I spent another 15 minutes in there trying to pick the right scents. That's where you get at Buff City Soap. Two locations to serve you in the upstate, shops at Green Ridge, in downtown Greenville, and then uh, in Clemson at the Hartwell Village Shopping Center. Speaking of Valentine's Day, did you see Juju Smith-Schuster's tweet on Valentine's Day? Uh, From TikTok Boy? Yes. It was uh, a picture of James Bradbury, who was called for holding, very controversially, at the end of the Super Bowl. It says, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And the card on Twitter says, I'll hold you when it matters most. (laughs) James Bradbury. Okay. You know what? Quack. I, I I appreciate that. Now, I, I do appreciate that. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah. If not a little bit hurtful, okay? <laughs> so then you had A.J. Brown, who quote tweets it and says the following, quote, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. By the way, when he said first off, congratulations, you knew there were going to be some flame throwing later. You knew there's a butt coming. This is lame. You was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. Then a bunch of teammates got involved, and they deleted a bunch of these tweets, but the Internet never forgets, Ben. For example, Pat Mahomes quote tweeted and said, that man must just be bored. And A.J. Brown quote tweeted and said, he called you and told him he sounds about right. Yeah, y'all got it. Then C.J. Gardner-Johnson said, Juju, talk a lot for a guy who ain't productive for real, for real. A.B. made you look amazing. After that, you've been toilet water. And then he tags him. (laughs) (laughs) Then Juju Smith-Schuster, C.J., first of all, C.J. Gardner-Johnson tweeted, Juju ran for me when I checked him in the game. 
Then 10 got his smoke with a vomit emoji. And Juju said, big cap. Also, I told you in a game to stop all that talking because we were going to come back and win that game. Now help me decide which finger I need to get sized for this ring. With two laughing emojis. They're just having a fun time on Twitter. Oh, man. <laughs> this is the back and forth there. I love it. I love Mahomes. Mahomes getting in on it. Nothing like the quarterback jumping to his defense. Kwok, you like you like records and uh records being broken and all that stuff i do keep an eye on your north carolina tar heels because there's a possibility they break a record right now they are listed in lenardi's last four in after the loss to miami still have a couple of tough games ahead i say they get in most likely but if they don't they will be the first preseason number one since the tournament expanded to a field of 64 to not make the tournament. Since 1985, they will be the first preseason number one team not to make the tournament. Wow. Uh, Two-thirds of the teams that have been preseason number one end up being a one, two, or three seed in a tournament. So it's a pretty good predictor of who you are going to be at the end of the year. Uh, the Kentucky Wildcats 2013-14 team was a five seed, uh, which is they are one of the outliers there. Uh, and they, let's see, there was another one here. Um, six, six of the preseason number ones have ended up uh, no, that's not right. That's where the story stops. Okay. They would be the first since 1985 to be a preseason number one not to make the tournament. Can we, we did this with UCLA. Can we just not overreact to the big, long, unexpected run in March? That would be better if we just didn't do that. Uh, in our final 20 seconds, Ben, fighter John Kennedy tested positive for cocaine after a knockout loss to John Davis. What sport, you're asking? You guessed it, Ben. Power slap. We I was have gonna a, guess that. Oh man, we have a cocaine a drug test uh, failed in Nevada for power slap. Why are we drug testing for that? <laughs> Find out tomorrow. God bless. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. Skeptic about septic? Call the experts, the plumbing experts. Did you know your septic tank should be pumped every three to five years? With their maintenance plan, you don't need to worry. They take care of it. When it comes to septic tanks, prevention through routine maintenance is key. Their plumbers are fully trained, licensed, and qualified to provide the best experience the first time. So whether you need a pump or repair, don't be a skeptic on septic. Call the experts.